I can do this all day. I mean, really, I can. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Vigilante 1939 podcast. We are part of the Let's Go Podcast Network pop culture without the pop. My name is Nick Zanuck, and as always, I'm joined by the very sage Nico Caruso and the debonair himself, Nicholas Caruso Jr. And this one, we're not joined alone. We're joined by a very, very special close personal friend of mine. He was on our show way, way in the early stages of our podcast, making his return to Vigilante 1939 is our very own Steve Rogers. He is Luke Doffenbaugh. Luke, go guys. What's going on, man? Great to have you, brother. You you really are our our resident Steve Rogers here. And Zenek is always with your opening. You do not disappoint. Do not disappoint. I'm just so the wise sage and the debonair are staying now. This is like six shows now. Oh. So are those our <laughs> official titles now? <clears throat> I should put those in my Twitter bio. Wise sage. In quotes. I'm going to have to come up with some, with some new adjectives now next week. Yeah, you, you might. You, you might. Changes. We got to keep it spicy. Okay. Yeah, we, right. know, we never stick with the same stuff. We change it up here. I'll just, I'll, I'll go do my thesaurus later today. I'll, I'll see go. what I can, I'll see what I can. We all have our, our, th- our thesauruses here. <laughs> On hand always. There you right. go. So guys, I just wanted to pop in and say what's up. Oh yeah. We, we just got together to have some coffee and talk about uh, Illinois losing um, that, that ruined all of our, Bracket. So if you're interested for a March Madness show, that's what we're doing today, right, Zeddy? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and we're here to talk about like, <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong, too. Well, well, that is coming. But well, no. yeah, that is coming. No, but come on, come on. I mean, if you're listening to this one, our Zack Snyder's Justice League review, which still feels like surreal to say, just posted by the time you're listening to this episode. I, You probably would have listened to it by now, and if you don't, please check it out. It was a good episode, very great episode. But something else dropped coincidentally on the same weekend, and that was <laughs> the series that had a follow-up WandaVision, guys. Mm-hmm. And that was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So it seems like it's all in all fairness to uh, pass it off to our resident Steve Rogers here. Luke, I know you were really anticipating this series, and I know you have a very deep, close personal connection to Captain America. So what was maybe your hype level leading up to this series? and Kind of initial thoughts. Nico, what's up? And then can you also talk about, just for the listeners, why you have such a close um, connection to Captain America? Because I think they need to hear that, and I want to hear it again. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so hype level definitely was up, especially after WandaVision. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, uh, you know, pretty excited coming into this. um, And... I did think that the episode was a very good, very strong first episode, but um, yeah, I, I am a pretty big Captain America fan. Um, Just 
like a lot of people, you know, get into superheroes with, you know, like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, stuff like that. And Captain America is pretty big, you know, don't get me wrong, but I, I, uh, I do, um, I do like Captain America a lot. I, um, I was formerly in the United States military. So mm-hmm. that's, um, one thing that kind of, you know, resonates with me and it was you know even before i went to the the military i was a um a a really big captain america fan so um i just liked you know who steve rogers was as a person and um and kind of like a role model and a leader and that's the type of you know thing that you know i looked up to and i wanted to to become you know so um I didn't go into the military because I was trying to be Captain America. It's <laughs> like, where's I, I the super in, soldier serum? I, I went in for other reasons. <laughs> yes, but, of course. But I just, yeah. you know, one of mm-hmm. the things that that like motivated me to be the best person I could be while I was in was that kind of Steve Rogers, you know, Captain mm-hmm. America, like, um, like personality or, or like traits, I guess you could say. So that's that's uh, why I feel connected to Captain America. Um, but cool, yeah, Beautiful. I respect that man. Yeah, and thank you for your service. So that's what's you. so great about, about um, these characters because Luke, it's like, you can like somebody like you really adhered this and tried to, to, he was a role model for you. Right. Yeah. That you used to emulate you when you were uh, serving our country, which we thank you for, man. We, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, man. Thank you. That's, that's what, you know, that's an incredible thing. So again, it's like, even though we analyze these heroes and all that, it it's important. I mean, they're, they're a little bit bigger, I think, than just what some people think they are. That's, it's great stuff, man. Yeah. And, and, and what's cool um, reflecting in your case to look back um, while you said he wasn't the main reason, like mm-hmm. he wasn't the reason you joined, but at the same time, he aspects of him are what kept you going. Cause the, like the traits and characteristics of Steve Rogers can be applied to a lot of things, to a lot of people, even way more so than a lot of other comic book characters. Sure. That idea of trying to be a leader and a role model, you did kind of end up embodying when you served our country. So in a way, dude, you did become yeah. cap in a way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You did, which is awesome. Um, I, and not many people could say that. Yeah. I just, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of, you know people a lot of people they have like certain feelings about the military you know so like a lot of it's like well warranted but like i wanted to be the type of person that you know served with with grace and served for like on behalf of like the little guy you know yeah so um that's and that a lot of that came from you know just like steve rogers (laughs) so yeah yeah, I mean, we could we could all emulate or or want to be like Steve Rogers, just as a person. I mean, that's it. Kind of applies to everybody, really. To be honest with you, right? Yeah. That's really what a great character that he is, because he is the everyday guy. Um, He's which just, you're right; it's different than a lot of heroes. A lot of it, that's his arc. Other heroes have different arcs. So, yeah, that's well, wow, that's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So Zeddy, I'm wondering 
Mm-hmm. What, what, let's go to your thoughts next on the episode as a whole because you're wearing the cap. Well, his hype level. Yeah, let's yeah, go to hype his hype level. level. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. I mean, I, I've been on, like, I've said it on our show. I've said it on other people's shows. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier was really, really high for me because Captain America is my guy in the MCU. Like, that's, it's my favorite trilogy. He's my favorite character in there. I love what the character has represented in the MCU. Like Luke just said, I love that he's, he really is like the symbol of the MCU to me. He's a symbol of America. Uh, just like what, like what, what he means to like the Marvel universe. I've just resonated with completely. And even the characters in the show too. I mean, Falcon, like couldn't have been any better in winter soldier. I mean, even Bucky, I mean, it's, I still think winter soldier is like the best MCU movie. Like it's up there. It's up. I mean, I, yeah. So when I was coming out with this show, I was, I was like, okay, it's like, maybe do we need this? But then I started hearing some things about it. And then I was like, okay, you have my attention. You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Uh, and then, and then I watched it and then it blew me away because I said it before. If this thing can nail like the heart of first Avenger, and give me the action of the Winter Soldier. I think we have a really, really solid foundation here. And while maybe one of those two things was more present in this opening episode, I thought everything just correlated brilliantly. We got some really strong backstory from both characters. We got some continuation of a of an arc from a character that's just so polarizing just in general. So, but I I was into this, guys. Uh Nico, Mr. C, what what did you guys think? Because I know you guys kind of had a little yeah. bit of 180 on it. Sure. Time. Yeah. So so going into it just hype level, I had very little. Not because I didn't I didn't want to see it, but we were coming off the greatness that was WandaVision, the creative, the creativity of that show. And let's be honest, man, I've been I've been so into the Snyder Cut thing <laughs> for the last three weeks that it's really all I thought about it. So mm-hmm. It was there in the back of my mind, but it was also something that I'm like, I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm not going to think about it or worry about it. Um, also, I love uh, Captain America is my favorite hero in the in the MCU, Chris Evans. And knowing that he's gone, at least for now, has kind of tempered myself on some of these projects and these, these team movies going forward because I think they're going to really lack not having him there. But we'll see as that goes forward. So anyway, uh, I think Nick and I, it was Friday. We're like, hey, we got a little bit of time here. Let's put it on. And as I sat there, like I said, I had a lot of things on my mind. I was almost distracted. But once it started, I was hooked, Mm -hmm. you know, from the opening action sequence to the family drama to the psychological trauma of Bucky. I mean, you know, there was no action after the first 10 minutes and. I didn't look away from the TV and when it ended, which I always, I always, this is the biggest compliment I can give any TV show is that when it ended, I was like, Oh, it's over. Really? Mm-hmm. I was obviously looking for a little bit more and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's where I was with it, man. Heck yeah. Uh, for me, it's funny. Um, when it was, I've been sort of fluctuating a lot with my hype for it uh when the shows were announced back in summer of 2019 the first four they talked about were this wandavision loki and um i think they also talked about miss marvel and she hulk at the time so five uh this was my most anticipated one and then as the trailers for wandavision started coming out and like my dad said the creativity behind that i'm like oh this thing looks awesome so then my hype Mm. came for that one 
above it. And then we started watching it and it, I've always said it's one of my favorite things in the MCU. I think it's some of the best stuff the MCU's ever done. WandaVision in terms of its creativity, in terms of its depth. So then more trailers started coming off Falcon and Winter Soldier and it looks awesome. And I'm like, okay, I'm way more hyped now because it looks like TV is the format for this stuff, which, you know, is something I've been saying too, is I think with shows like WandaVision, with shows like HBO's Watchmen, um, with like Swamp Thing, what we got, man, when you can let these stories, when you can let these stories go on over time, you can get so much more out of them that you can't necessarily get in a two hour film, especially because the Avengers films are so heavy on Steve and Tony and Mm -hmm. Thor that really interesting people like Wanda and Vision and Sam and the Winter Soldier really Wanda and Vision are, but man, in Infinity War and Endgame, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're kind of in the back. They show up, they kill a couple guys, and then they're with Steve at the end. And you're like, oh, I forgot how close these guys all are, you know? So I was getting more and more hype. And then my only thing with the trailers, though, is coming off of WandaVision where there was so much depth. I was worried that this show was going to focus on some more of the typical MCU stuff that I sometimes don't jive with, which is some of the quips and the humor, right? And in a couple of the trailers, they're trying to play their relationship as being like this, this buddy cop sort of at each other, but also really liking each other thing. I'm like, okay. And then they released the one clip, which I, I did not like, but maybe in the context of an episode, I will, where, where they're talking about like the wizards and Gandalf and stuff and it. It kind of goes on for long and I'm like, okay, we're coming off this thing where they really developed, you know, Wanda and Vision. And I think I prematurely was, was like, I hope it's not six episodes of action in this. Mm-hmm. Well, the first episode happens and like my dad, I was completely blown away because not only um, do they really start fleshing out the two characters, man, they're looking to tackle some relatable things with Sam. Um, like you, like you said, Zeddy, mm-hmm. I love the word polarizing that you use. They're giving a really polarizing thing for Bucky mm-hmm. in the sense of he's battling sort of his past and trying to make amends for it now. And when you find out sort of what he's doing with that father, we'll get into that later. I was like, well, okay. They're, they also swang for the fences and they hit a home run. Um, so a plus plus for this first one. And my hype is back at a 10. Nice. Going nice. forward. Nice. Yeah. Luke, did uh so actually I do want to pass this on to Luke first because I mean we're not gonna obviously we're not gonna do like scene by scene, but I want to do kind of like the major things that kind of went on the episode. So kind of the first thing that I do wanna touch on is obviously Captain America's presence is felt throughout this episode. Yes. And we kind of do open up a little bit of like a memorial kind of service for him. Uh Sam's kind of holding on to the shield and then he kind of hands it over to the government. Um, we can probably assume what would what, what, what happen later on when he does that. But let's look, I want to get your thoughts on because the memorial with, with Sam and then just the honor of like Cap as a whole. Uh, and then Sam obviously handing over the shield. How did that make you feel? And then kind of like that talk with uh, with Don Teal too, because I, I thought that was kind of cool actually. Yeah, I, yeah, that um, that like the discussion, like the dialogue between Sam. And Rhodey was, you know, you know, it's pretty real. And like, like Nico was saying, like with, um, with WandaVision being like so deep, you know, kind of uh, less action, more like deepness. That's kind of how I felt with 
with this episode too is there's like you know real world issues mm-hmm. that like that people that are viewing the show they can be like wow like like that's me like i had that you know like that's mm-hmm. like the avengers had that going yeah. on too you yeah. know like so i'm you know right but, so they're said. like they're like reaching out with that but yeah i thought that the uh the like ceremony at the the smithsonian or wherever that mm-hmm. you know sam was obviously conflicted about being the one who has the shield and he you know viewed cap at such a high level and he was he seemed heartbroken almost and burdened to be the one to Mm -hmm. have the shield and he just wanted to get rid of that but he wanted to do something you know that honored cap too so he presented them the shield you know to exhibit it you know so that almost like giving it to the people you know like cap was for the people Mm. here you go like here's Mm -hmm. his shield it's it's for you guys the people and um it's wonderfully said yeah and i i thought like like man like he's you know like he's going through it you know like that's his friend Mm -hmm. you know cap same with bucky you know they're they're their own individual characters but they so much of it like revolved around cap and cap almost gave them purpose and now there's no cap and Mm. they're struggling to find their purpose they're each trying to do thing you know Mm. sam with the the contracting out to like the military and bucky with you know his amends you know like Mm. um so they're they're trying to like rediscover their purpose now that there's you know no cap and you know he it's kind of like you you feel like cap is in the show but like he's obviously yeah not in the show so it's actually kind of cool that they were able to like pull that off and mm-hmm. yeah that the whole scene with the like the like presenting the shield like at the smithsonian and and the the confidence that um you know that they they took with it they were like oh like you know like you did the right thing by doing this you know um yep. although like you know ulterior motives but yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. So, right exactly but like at the, the time thanks like, for the shield sam huh yeah. the gov- the gov- <laughs> i'm really gonna put it in the museum yeah. the government luke you can't trust him right <laughs> no <laughs> yeah there there's always something else going yeah. on but uh, yeah. thank god it wasn't hayward that took it yeah right, right. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. uh, dude, that's great. You said that so beautifully because obviously Sam never, right, they they keep, he keeps that line in his head where it just doesn't feel like it's his, mm-hmm. the shield, you know, and it's it's so apparent that he just doesn't want that responsibility. He doesn't, he just, he doesn't feel yet maybe ever that he could live up to it. And you're so right, man, like, they are adjusting to a world without cap. I mean, and that's the beauty of the show because obviously that's going to be the arc and they're going to evolve and we're going to see how they do this. But, and then Cheadle, obviously, um, Rhodey, I think is like disappointed, right? A little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. he was looking for him to be that symbol, to take up the mantle. Even asked and him. Even asked him, yeah, right? He's like, even yeah, like, man. why? You know, and, and it's so, it's it's cool that you have that dynamic too. So, I mean, I can't add to that that was beautiful. yeah I, I think to go 
I think there's something I, I want to add on with what what Luke said about the real world real world issues is I like how they're I like how the shows are now committing to um, talking about the blip and giving it some more meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how WandaVision touched on it a little bit, but then I liked how WandaVision ended up being its own story. And I, as much as I want this to be its own story too, I like how they're using that because one thing that I've been very critical about is how far from home handled the blip, having people come back. The movie kind of plays it off as a it's kind of a joke and mm-hmm. uh, just deal with it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you really think about it, it could be just as much of a traumatic thing as Falcon and Winter Soldier is showing you as a good thing, right? There's all these people coming back. Lives are different. Some people are dead. Some people might still be dead because they might've died in some way with someone who was blipped and they died because of something that happened after. So there would be all these burdens and, mm-hmm. and life changes and people struggling to get back to work or get back jobs because they've been gone you know? economics yeah, sure like, yeah like so sam's family exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just yeah out the window out the because, window right. so mm-hmm. that i was like wow they're they went for something mm-hmm. that we didn't even get in a trailer and that's why i was so blown away like i said i i was convinced wanda had an idea this i'm like oh we're gonna get the buddy cop a little more backstory and action. And the first episode was like, wow, maybe the most relatable. WandaVision was the was the most creative thing the MCU has ever done. This might be the most relatable mm. 40 minutes of the MCU. Because COVID's like our blip a little bit, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so like, you know, like not only with the poor souls that have lost their lives, but from an economic standpoint, yeah. so many people are struggling. So you can't, this is like, again, the timing of the show and the relatability to it, to really what's going on is just spot on. It's, it's so, it's so real. It really is. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, I mean, I just want to like say how much I missed that shield. Right. I mean, I think, I think we're we're all, we're all in agreement on that, but I mean, the only thing that I wanted really had, is just like this idea of like what I think the show is going for is it's really like going to hammer home this idea of symbols and like who and what defines them. Because that's essentially what Cap is, right? He's a symbol. The shield yeah. is a symbol. And I kind of think of it like Superman almost. I mean, I know I always like to make the DC comparison. But think of like, it's like if you seek his monument, look around you. If you seek his shield, look around you. Because it's there mm. all around you. So that's what I kind of love about it. And, I, and I'm loving that it's probably going to be Sam's kind of development throughout these next five episodes where he's going to not necessarily take it as a burden, but he's going to be like, I have to be this for the world because it's the best way to honor him. Mm. So that's what I'm thinking. But I think now, because I think Luke kind of set it up and you guys did, let's talk about kind of the, the development into Sam. Now as so now we kind of get a little bit of his backstory a little bit with his family and their business and the bank and everything like that, because it's probably is the most relatable part of the episode. Right. So Luke, kick us off here. What, how did you feel about uh, Sam Wilson's kind of backstory here? Um, you know, I uh, I thought it was, you know, pretty interesting to see um, how, like, his family was affected by him even going to the Air Force. You know, he mm. um, he's burdened and conflicted mm. by these, like, varying things and... It's just, uh, it's kind of like he, um, he's now got to 
get back to the real world, get back to his family. Like, you know, he says, like, I haven't like seen my nephews in like five years, you know, they were babies and now, you know, they're not. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just like his, so now you're getting to see the side of like, um, the more I want to, I don't say like more normal Avengers, but like, Mm. you know, you're getting to see how they're, it's kind of like celebrities, you know, people like always forget they have families and stuff. So it's like same thing with, with Sam and he, you know, they, he goes back and uh, he's got, you know, these issues of returning to to normal life. Like Mm. at this point, there's like no Avengers. He's contracted out to the government. He's doing this and this. So he's, you know, kind of, um, he's got to get back to normal life and all of a sudden like boom here are these issues you know his uh the the family business is going under um like his sister is sarah i think like she you know um she tells like hey like i'm you know doing what i can i'm you know making five and spending 10 every day like that's yeah Mm -hmm. just like the normal thing and then yeah and then he he you know is like all of a sudden like ah you know like i owe it to her to get this stuff like back afloat so he you know they go go to the bank do do all that and um and it's he's like kind of not um expecting a gesture of goodwill but Mm. kind of like more you know Mm -hmm. know, like hey man you know like i've you know saved the world you know (laughs) yeah give me me the loan give me the loan and and (laughs) Yeah, and my sister's, you know, yeah, she even says I didn't exist for five years. So how am I supposed to have the income for that like period yeah. of time, you know? And then, and then it's also the um, the kind of like connection to, um, you know, that a lot of like minority families have mm-hmm. with with this, like in the system, like just mm-hmm. not being, you know, treated fairly. And uh, and Sam, you know like he he goes in there and you know he but like sacrificed so much to save like mm-hmm. the world the universe whatever you know like he's part <laughs> of that group and mm-hmm. still doesn't get the the recognition and it's still hard so it's like shows the the sacrifices mm-hmm. of people in the minority communities yeah mm-hmm. um Wonderful. and the lack of recognition that they get you know so it's it's actually kind of heartbreaking to mm-hmm to watch that whole scene at the bank because the whole time you're thinking like, man, you know, and, mm. and I think that, um, Anthony Mackie did a really good job at, mm. um, at playing the role he was given and, um, and Sam's whole backstory is just goes back to that thing of relatability, you know? And, mm. um, and I think that 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 could connect with a lot of people and, you know, just, make people feel less alone but it's just interesting to see the the backstory of an avenger who's you know more normal than the other avengers you know Mm -hmm. i love that yeah no it's 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 a real it's a real first of all we never really had any backstory from him so right this is awesome it's a real relatable story man the the returning soldier and kind of like the country turns their back on him i mean that but then the the brother sister drama it's a family drama that gets played out every day in our country here where you know he wants to keep the family business going 
and the sister's basically looking to sell it to get out. She's been struggling. So it's like, it's, it's a cool dynamic between the two of them. Um, and again, he's Anthony Mackie. We got to talk about it. I mean, he's, he's really great in this role here because mm-hmm. we've seen him before, but not to this level and not to this depth. Right. You know, so he's showing emotion. Um, his character's coming out. So, I mean, I'm again, we're kind of from WandaVision, you know, we, we gloat so much about the acting ability of, um, of them. I think Mackie's solid here too. I mean, yeah, I think he's re- really good in here. Um, yeah. I like seeing him have material that's a little bit more grounded mm. and serious like this, as opposed to some of that, you know, comic relief, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I, I think Luke hit the nail on the head yeah. here of just, of just getting to see this side of Sam and having it not only make sense in the context of the universe here, but how it can relate to minority families today. I think that's so important and, and adds almost a bigger layer of relatability and, re- and representation than something like Black Panther did not to directly compare the two, but we got kind of that Wakandan world and the cultural aspect of that and what it means to be united in a community and a way of life. This one shows how, like Mm -hmm. Luke said, a system challenges that and a system Mm -hmm. can sort of suppress that. And that's the frustrating part. So I love the end of black Panther and this, um, when you blend those together, I think it's, 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 it's very timely. Um, and that's awesome. Um, as for as for the rest of it with Sam, I, I, I think I think we're gonna move to a really cool place where we see he's gonna need to be that symbol. Hmm. Yes. And when he gets that symbol, it's gonna mean way more than just being cap again. It's gonna mean yeah. a whole something special to a lot of different people. Right. You know what I wanted to add too, I forgot because I was I was so impressed with Luke was the other thing too is like these guys don't get paid here. Yeah, Tony yep. doesn't I mean, pay him. Yeah, we finally learned that. I had, that. I had yeah. it in my mind, but I was so engrossed. Look at what you were saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, my God. I mean, it was yep. free. Right. That was all free. I mean, I mean, it sh- I mean, God bless him. It should have been free. You know, when you have those powers and <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, suits and abilities. There's no oh, man. St- there's no Stark funds that it set up. Right. Nick? I mean, come on. There's man. no check. There's got to be a couple billion dollars in the Tony Stark memorial thing. To there's no monthly check for these guys. But you know, the other thing you said too, Luke. It's true. I, I guess we have to assume there are no really Avengers. They're not together right now, right? I mean, right. which mm-hmm. is obviously going to be the impetus for somewhere down the road for the. Mm-hmm for the team to come back together. Cause I think that's the one thing I was really confused about, even with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times when I was watching, I'm kind of like, well, where are the other guys at? You know, like, mm-hmm. right. aren't they going to come in here? But if everybody is scattered across the country, across the world, it does make perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. The only thing that I really wanted to add, is was just like how much like they played in it. Like it doesn't matter how much you do for somebody. Like you may still not, get what you want you may still get taken advantage of because i i thought that scene with, with the banker was just like riveting because it was so uh you know i'm an avenger right so you think you can like do me a solid here you know like get, give me that loan or whatever take a selfie with him and then he's like uh yeah so we can't actually give you the loan yeah he's he's 
he was all game, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, um, I, I wanted to be an event. I always wanted to meet an Avenger, like you're, you're fucking whatever, you know, like, yeah, take yeah. a and picture. Like, I want to take a picture with you. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got there. you, but like, I, I don't got you. Don't got you. <laughs> it's and it's like, like yeah. he does so much for the government, yet the government takes advantage of him all. So, yeah. It's... Yeah. And I, and they're obviously like going back to that, like, no Avengers thing, like the, they're like kind of, same with WandaVision, they're just kind of like, aimlessly out like adjusting to to life after endgame and mm-hmm. it's like and even like far from home like also like peter struggled with it a bit but like mm-hmm. they're um <clears throat> it's like the sh- the complete structural integrity of what held the avengers together is like gone you know mm-hmm. like there was the the tony side you know he's dead cap old you know and yeah and then uh and black widow <laughs> she kind of merged those two together yeah. and kept them you yeah. know like with each other and you know she's gone too like in yeah, fury's there. what he's with sword fury's he gave up space did fury give up thor's out with the guardians doing god <laughs> yeah, knows what right. yeah um, right doing god knows what dr strange is about to have a whole mess wow. in his hand he's got <laughs> there's a lot of crap coming down there. oh man there's a lot of crap. dr strange yeah, right. hulk yeah. i have no idea what he's up to yeah, yeah where's banner at man? spidey's too busy having tea what, what is up with another spidey buddy well spidey so. once again yeah man he's gonna have his hands full it's so, coming yeah. we're, so. we're gonna get to the the resolutions are coming so, so. yeah it's, it's, not, it's gonna be a whole flood of things yeah right Exactly. You guys got their own stuff to worry about. Mm-hmm. All right, well, guys, the show's not just called Falcon here, so <laughs> I know it was also uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. So let's kind of transition to uh, our guy Bucky here. So uh, Luke, yet again, kick us off here. What what was it about Bucky that you liked or didn't like in this episode? Um, so I did really like how they they reintroduced bucky with his winter soldier persona you know like he the first scene they they brought him uh back in was with you know when he's you know crossing names off his list and yeah and it Mm -hmm. ends up you know being a nightmare which is you know pretty obvious transition they would have had to make but um just i don't know i i think that he uh you know it just kind of shows his you know how he's aimlessly like lost and and he's actually seems to be going through a lot of the same things that sam is going through just in different contexts especially Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. sam is first introduced you know and um and uh not like to the show but like to the mcu where like he is kind of you know back home from from war whatever and he's you know he has a purpose that he sees like helping people at the VA or the Mm -hmm. VFW and, and, but it's like not really his purpose, you know, Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. takes pride in it, but, and that's kind of like a little bit of like, I feel like what, what Bucky is going through too. He's obviously in therapy. It's he's forced to be in therapy. Um, That's because, you know, part of his pardon, but he, he's, back from his own war you know which mm-hmm. lasted a century so yeah. mm-hmm. it's um you know there there's the relatability between them um but also just getting to see that there's still the winter soldier haunting bucky from within and um 
and his you know list of amends i thought you know it's pretty cool because he's kind of like you know i'm doing what you're telling me to do you know but i'm doing it my way you know like i'm i'm making things better i you know it's kind of like a little personal vendetta that he's on and i i just thought how he uh hit the level of restraint he had when he went and you know got senator atwood you know like in that, yeah. that clip yeah totally was not awesome. the same winter soldier but that it's it's a it's bucky barnes and he says that he's like i'm you know like james barnes or whatever you know like it's just but i i do like that and i i like how they um they gave good dialogue between him and the therapist and yeah mm -hmm. a lot of and you know that's you know something that I've gone through and have continued to go through too after getting out is just like mandated therapy stuff like mm -hmm. that that makes sure, you confront sure. things and that dialogue is you know kind of what it is so the the aspect of relatability was just I think like the main theme of the episode other than you know just the introductions but um but yeah i i do like that you know he's trying to also have a normal life you know he goes out to dinner goes on a date but then the date you know kind of gets really heavy with the conversation and yep. all of a sudden it's just his mm -hmm. his guilt button goes off and he just mm -hmm. you know, gotta go you, you learn that oh this guy that he had the dream about is the son of the guy yeah. who is like yeah. his only friend now. That, yeah, his old friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like just that that struggle just reemerging, and um, and I do kind of feel like they're playing into like how he will end up needing Sam and vice versa, mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. connection between them, even though they're not together now. Bucky's obviously been ignoring Sam's. Mm -hmm attempts like to reach out to him text whatever but yeah i i i do feel like you know it's bucky barnes now but there's still that winter soldier in him and mm. uh the um i i'm like interested to see how that's gonna play out and it's you know nice yeah so. yeah i mean his 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 thing is really tragic because he's all he's ever known is war that's what he says that and now he's back in society and he doesn't know how to be normal and even though he's got that old friend that he's kind of we find out that's that's a guilt thing that he's working with he truly really is alone mm -hmm. he has nobody more so than even sam bucky really needs cat man yeah. he's really really it's i it's a tragic it's tragic i feel terrible for him because you know, you get that little family drama with Sam and then they go right into that. And even though their paths are going to cross and they've got similar things they're going through, it's, they're both so different how they're going to get there, which is really, really cool, you know? And um, it looks like he can't really enjoy anything. He goes out on that date and he's, you know, trying to chill out a little bit and stuff, but his, it, yeah. he's, his mind is in the way of him <clears throat> functioning right. just as a normal human it's, being. It's and itch. Yeah, and we're we're just gonna have to watch. It's gonna be really interesting how he can get to a place where he accepts himself and for the things that he did in the past. So I mean, and again, Sebastian Stan. Again, there was no shortage of great actors no. and actresses in these projects. I mean, it, 
these things are so they've become so sophisticated and so well done mm-hmm. and so well acted that you know gone are the days of watching some of these movies <laughs> and laughing at certain performances or mm-hmm. overacting or whatever it's just it's just top notch i think the most important thing and and it's anthony mackie and stan both sort of benefit from this is just being allowed to have increased screen time mm-hmm. to do something right that's <clears throat> not a direct you know um correlation to other characters in in bucky's case you know he was the villain a winter soldier um and then he's sort of the problem in civil war and then he's not really in infinity war or mm-hmm. Endgame much at all um and can, anthony mackie is a little bit more but still not a lot so if you felt it with Anthony, you re- you really feel it with Stan because we really haven't seen him. And like you both said, he's been in war forever. He was the Winter Soldier for, like you said, almost a century. And then he mm-hmm. comes out of it and he's got to help right away. And then he goes to Wakanda. So he hasn't even been like in society for yeah. a very long time at all. And now he has to be in it without Steve. And that if Steve was around, I think he would be his sort of mm-hmm. his solace, his safe haven, his safety net. Right, um, and he just got him back in Winter Soldier, and now just got him back again. Yeah. Then boom. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the thing I like the most about Bucky stuff is I think the I think the scene with the therapist was very well written, executed by the both of them. But I really like when we find out that he's helping that old man um, because he does kill. He's the one who killed his son, and not only is that a nice full circle for the episode. Um, it's one of those like really it's one of those writing moments that hits you when I was like, Oh, yeah. he killed his son, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and it's, it's that effective writing, right? Like when you can put something in there, that's going to hit the audience when they realize it, a light bulb is going to go mm-hmm. off in your head at some point, either while he's talking about him or when he flashes to him in his mind. Uh, so I give them kudos for that. Cause I think they built that idea really well. And then at the end, when you think he might, be about to tell him but he just he gives him the cash for lunch or whatever i i thought that they built tension really well there mm-hmm. so i was impressed with the bucky stuff <clears throat> i i love the both of their stuff but in a way i was a little bit more impressed with the bucky stuff in terms of the actual like the delivery of certain mm-hmm. stuff it had a couple harder hitting moments whereas the falcon stuff was pretty much all consistently like good you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Zeddy. Yeah, I agree. And how come nobody talks about how hard it is to still play Battlefield or battle Battleship? Oh yeah, Battleship. Yeah. Grown adults can't even play Battleship. Grown adults can't even play Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I really sympathize with what the Bucky saw, just because it makes you think that he really is somebody that more than just like wanting to serve his country, he was just somebody that wanted to be there for his best friend, which was Steve. And then he failed at well, he didn't fail, but you know, he what happened to him was just tragic. So it's almost like his whole life he's never gotten to do the one thing that he made a that he promised he would do, which is be there for his best friend. And while I think that like this whole amends list is so riveting, I think it really does hammer home why it could never have been Bucky that mm-hmm. gets to have the shield, that gets to That's have the shield pass on him. Because right. he has yeah. way too much baggage, and I don't think Bucky's never wanted it because his thing was. That's not me. I'm just here to be be here for you. Mm-hmm. And where I think the most important amend comes from is probably not on his list, which is he needs to be there for Sam now because that's how he repays Steve. Mm-hmm. That he that is, he's going to be there for for Steve or for Sam. 
So that's his greatest amen that I think is not on his list that I'm thinking we're going to get. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So, but we did have a threat in this episode, guys. And that's kind of what I want to talk about now. So we had a little bit of an inner game going on here. Um, this is where like that winter soldier feel kind of comes into play where it's like that espionage tone kind of kicks in here. There's a game going on. They wear masks. Of course, they're, they're invading everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, uh, Intentions, I guess, are still a little unknown, but obviously they're they're building up to a little certain somebody here that we'll probably see later on. But Luke, how did you feel about the uh, the threat in this episode? And do you have any idea on where you think it may be going? Um, I don't know. So they got the the um the people at the beginning, um, the like LAF people, right? And then like. The flag smashers, like the big robbery <laughs> in Switzerland, and the, mm-hmm. the thing that like stuck out to me most was like that the guy who's the leader—I forget what his name was—like uh, Dovich or something like that—is like essentially like a super soldier, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Like, so did someone, you know, if like someone had to have like recreated the serum to yeah. to uh, give it to him, and I. I think that like um, I'm surprised that actually didn't come up when um, Torres called Sam, like he didn't really like tell him, you know, like this guy is, you know, Mm. bad news, Uh, but he jumped from the eighth um, story, bro. (laughs) And then then he smashed his face in. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, I going back to like the LAF scene, like too, with the, with the, um the plane and stuff with falcon at the beginning like awesome sequence right that that action is just you know like i'm i'm here for it like all of it but Mm -hmm. um but it it kind of like it took a back seat in the episode but obviously there's like gonna be continued like probably next episode you know they'll learn more especially like um like with sam obviously knowing about it now about the organizations and stuff and um he how should i say this it's just uh like it took a back seat but it was still there you still got Mm -hmm. to see some good action from it and it's Mm -hmm. obviously the clear threat for the show Mm -hmm. at the moment and um and yeah i mean I'm like excited for that too. And I think that like this episode, you know, was more like obviously the introduction episode, the first episode. So, but, but it kind of leaves you like it's, it's in the back of your mind. Um, yes. So it's, it's almost, I don't want to say forgettable that this stuff happened, but when you think about it afterwards, you're like, uh oh, you know, like they, they're about to have like this whole like, thing come at them and um it's uh and like these guys are like the real deal mm-hmm. so yeah man I, you could have said any better like i i almost completely forgot about the threat until right now um till right now <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna be I'm honest sure with you Zeddy. um you know real quick i i mean i don't know spoilers if this is a spoiler anybody spoiler, spoiler. yeah spoilers. okay so spoiler alert uh, if you don't, I'll say it real quick. But, but you know, there's a possibility that maybe that guy could be Omega Red, yeah. Who is 
in the comics, he was more a mutant, but maybe here he'll be more like a Russian super soldier. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just a guess. We know they're building the Zemo. We don't mm-hmm. know if he's in charge yeah. of all these groups or whatnot. So yeah, there's definitely the seeds have been planted for something diabolical and something sinister and something that's going to be a threat to the world. But you're so right, Luke. I mean, like I, that got lost in all the character development and the backstory (laughs) that, but here's the good news. There's only five episodes left. Maybe that's bad news. So they're going to, so they're going to have to get to this. I think pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And that opening 10 minute action scene was fantastic. And we really got, you know, outside of that poor kid getting his face kicked in, um, we didn't see a lot of action in this. So mm-hmm. it's common. I mean, I, I would, I would believe that they're going to start ramping this up and, and they could take their time too, because the development is great too, but there's a lot that's going to come. What I, what I like about what Luke said is I'm really glad that, we now have a couple MCU projects with WandaVision being in there, but we have an episode of MCU something where the action is the thing that you're thinking of last. Like it's <clears> the <throat> topic we got to what fourth here, like fourth or fifth. Yeah. Now we're talking about our threat and our action. So mm-hmm. I love how character driven it was. I love all the character work. What's funny is like, not that it was forgettable, but the opening sequence was so, so, I mean, that's film quality stuff on TV. I mean, that's mm-hmm. incredible. And and as you guys uh, said earlier, uh, Red Wing is awesome. Uh, I want to Red, 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 Red Wing is the goat, as you guys said. Um, but the other one with the bank and everything, as cool as it was, and while it's cool to theorize about who that might be and, you know, is Zemo in charge of them or not, I was like, that was happening. And I'm like, okay, I want to get back to Sam. I want to get back to Bucky. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, 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 well, let's get through this stuff. Cause I know it's going to get more actiony in the future. So I wanted all the character stuff now, yeah. but um, it was cool. Um, I like those masks. I was actually worried that Torres right away was going to be like one of them. Right. And I'm like, all right, so he's bad. And then Sam's going to be like, Oh, this guy's bad, but he was just trying to like infiltrate. I'm like, okay, good, good, mm-hmm. good. I'm like, hey, this is very early that like, because i was like okay i don't know this guy well enough to care if he's a twist villain i'm like i just met him for five minutes and he's like he's bad i'm like oh no and then it was like okay he's just trying to he's trying to stop them and i'm like okay good because they use the twist villain a lot and they didn't do it in wandavision and i hope they don't do it in here you don't need the twist Mm. villain sometimes you just need the villain and the good guys i think one's coming but we'll discuss that next week yours is ballsy yeah, your twist wow. on balls. I was reading some theories and some stuff, but is, we is, can't is, get... is, is it the uh, the the skull red? No, 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 no. <laughs> we can talk about it when we get off, unless you guys don't want to know what I read. But I'm not, this is not for the podcast, maybe next week's podcast. So, okay, I'm interested. Oh. You I'm read interested. a theory, not a spoiler. Mm, okay, I don't uh, know. <laughs> no, you read a theory. Sometimes I fish around too much on the internet. And I... <laughs> look, look, look at Mr. C well, always teasing us well, and giving us wanting well, more. <laughs> let's talk. I'm, I mean, whatever you read, let's go back to WandaVision, quote unquote, spoilers, talk about how none of those happened. So. Some of them did, but most of them didn't. Most, no, nothing, most nothing, of nothing. Them yeah, did yeah, right, most yeah. Most of them did. Right. There was no Magneto. No. No. There was no Ian McKellen at and, 90 years and old. Quicksilver was not. Quicksilver was, was not, not. He was just Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. <laughs> we we haven't gotten through a podcast without saying that. Now. Is that the new Snyder Cut thing, Ralph Boner? Ralph Boner. Oh my god! <laughs> now that it's over, yeah, we need something now. Wow. Okay. 
I mean, the, the only thing I want to uh, say is uh, Torres, bro. You got to work on your infiltrating skills, bro. Come yeah, on. Man. Yeah, man. Come yeah. on, man. He blew Come that on, cover man. real fast. Come yeah. on. Come on. He blew that he cover real fast. Experience. Sam kind of like gave him flack for it, too. Like, dude, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, what are you yeah, right. Exactly. What are you yeah. trying to do, man? What are you trying guy, to do? Guy jumps from a 10-story building. Oh, I, I got this. I got this. Exactly. I'll sweep the leg, which you didn't do. And you tell no. him who, who, who you are. are. Like, hey, yeah. I'm taking you in. You're like, bro, he just jumped eight stories. Yeah. He's about to pummel your sorry butt out of here. Yeah. Uh, that guy's got to work on himself a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, but a little naive guys. So where I want to kind of end, I guess the uh, or wrap up a little bit on on a review here is we got a nice little uh, nice little ending here, like 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 we always seem to be getting these episodes. So obviously, when Sam's sitting at home, <laughs> he gets told to turn on the TV because there's a momentous occasion happening, and it is the. Uh, I guess they're passing on the mantle to another Captain America, guys. So, Luke, kick us off here. We have Captain America's back, Luke. Yeah, I was John Walker. <laughs> I, uh, so I was like, when when it came up on the screen, I was like, I was like, who's this imposter? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> get this guy off my screen. Get um, this guy but, off. but yeah, I mean, so you kind of feel a little bit of the emotion that you know sam feels like finding out about it you're just like yeah and he's you know that's like man i had the goodwill like cap gave me the shield i gave it to the people and then you have your ulterior motives you know Mm -hmm. like that's so it's i was just like wow you know but um I was like actually kind of upset when they brought him on and the way they brought him on, like introduced him to like the nation or whatever. I was like, Ooh, you know, but I I do think that that's like good writing, you know, that, that I was, that I felt angry like that. Sure. It's kind of, you know, like, but I, I was like, uh, like, Oh, you know, like there's, we have all this stuff, like the, the personal issues they're dealing with the, um, you know, the other stuff that's going on with the, um, you know, like, like, uh, the guys in Switzerland, the guys in the plane, like whatever, like, but now you got this, this John Walker, like <laughs> you got this too. Sounds like a name you want to punch, doesn't it? He's yeah. got a face you want to punch. I already hate John the guys Walker. <laughs> they must've done that on purpose, man. They gave him a yeah. hateable face right away. You're yeah. just like, ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the actor is that plays him, but um, you know, in the comics, he's he almost looks like Cap. I mean, sometimes you can't even tell mm. because his costume was different. It's it's a little bit darker. It's not the it's not the it just looks different than the similarities in this one. But he just looks goofy when he comes when he comes on, and it's like I, best way I could say it. It's irritating, you know. And uh, you know, Sam gave up the gig. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, be careful what you it, yeah. you don't want to be it, you know, and you and your intentions are pure like his was. But again, you don't. This is the government here. You don't know what they're going to try to do to you, son. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's not very clear. That's the one thing I've always been interested in. Um, you guys could sort of, you know, answer this if you want is. I was always wondering too, back when we were assuming, you know, Falcon was just going to take over before we knew we were getting this show is, um, you know, Sam's not a super soldier. 
So mm-hmm. if he becomes cap, he's going to be a different version of cap, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with, with this John Walker too. He's kind of just a guy. So is he actually trying to be cap? Is it just for like a, a political thing? Is it for an right. image thing? Um, so that's what I'm interested to see, but yeah, no, his face is irritating, man. He's mm-hmm. got a re- really punchable face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that's going to come into play. All the memes on Twitter. Too. Oh gosh. <laughs> All the memes on Twitter too. Everyone's saying he's got a face like the dad from Up, and they're oh. just putting the people are putting the cow over the because he has such a small jaw. Oh, it's hilarious! I think I'm sure he's a great guy. It's no disrespect yeah, to the I mean, actor, I don't but know they definitely yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. definitely made him look like that on purpose. So I hope the actor knows that. Bucky's gonna beat the crap out of him. Yeah, probably. he's he's going on the list of amends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's at the top. He's like, who's this John Walker guy? Okay, you're next. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it, it sets us up. I mean, obviously, that was what they're intending to do. They want us to hate the guy so much, right? Because, I mean, you know Sam's getting that shield back. You just, you know he is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think I think they succeeded. And, obviously, that's not what I wanted to be remi- reminded of first Avenger for, but yeah, it is what it is, you know, I mean. I just can't wait for uh, whether it's Sam or Bucky to just beat the absolute crap out of him because he, he looks like that guy that tries to walk into a bar to impress the girl in the suit and then he obviously walks up to this guy that could just beat the living daylight out of him and then, you know. Who also has a robot arm. Made yeah. Dream, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there you go. But uh, that's going to be the episode, guys. Believe yeah, it or not. Awesome. My, my only gripe with the episode, guys, is believe it or not, I did have one gripe and it's that... Uh, the ten-minute ending credits uh, appear to be carrying. Why are they so long? I don't get it. Why is that? Why you know, you is know that? Credit scene there now. Yeah, we we yeah. we stuck around for it all because I I thought there might have been a post-credit scene, but yeah. It, like, is it something with the if you have more time, people watching it, like you make more money? Because they're starting to not make sense. Like how well, long it, the it's, credits it's are. It's the ending credits of a movie, like you're in a movie, right, a like movie. you're in a cinema. So, but TV I, shows but every have week, credits that aren't no, that long. they're like a minute, yeah. they're like thirty yeah. seconds, they're seven the minutes a right. week. Yeah. Especially Crazy. when they come up on TV, it just they fly through. Like yeah, they fly. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I get it. Like that, there's a lot of talented people doing this, and especially if you watch the behind the scenes of the Wandavision yeah. stuff, you're like, God bless these people are. They work their butts off. But it's strange. I'm sitting there going, why are they so long every week? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to tease you with the run times because they play into the run time. So this wasn't really like a full 40, like they said. It was a little less, wasn't it? Like 33, 34. I, I, I don't know. I have to less. go back and look. I'm not sure. I don't you know. know. I might have to go back and look. I could yeah. be wrong and just feeling that way. But the episode ended and I'm like, oh, I thought I thought these ones were a little longer. And then I'm like, oh, but here's the credits. So when they said yeah. like 46, that's it, actually like 38. Well, 39. listen, yeah. it's irritating, but it's safe to say that that they're keeping it going and they're not. Sure. It's. I mean, it's gonna pick up. It's unbelievable that from Wandavision to this first episode, and then from mm-hmm. this to whatever Loki, Loki. I just think that there's gonna be no lack of unbelievable content from the MCU. I mean, it's right. it's pretty encouraging, guys. I mean, did you see that Loki is tracking higher? Is Tom Hiddleston that that popular? I don't know. I saw that too. You know, yeah. And uh, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier is tracking well, but like. How is Loki tracking like 67% more? Is Tom Hiddleston that desirable? 
Right. I was going to yeah. say, oh, yeah. Tom Hiddleston <laughs> oh, and Owen sure. Wilson. Oh, sure, wow. Yeah. Like, are they um, that? Is Tom Hiddleston that much of a, a god to, to, to people? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of stuff know, between WandaVision and then the Snyder Cut and then this. There, you know, maybe... You know, don't forget WandaVision took a couple weeks too to find its feet. You know, I mean, there were, there were a lot of people because I've seen some people that I mean, for the most part, it seems like everybody enjoyed this episode. But I have seen a percentage of people say that it was slow. There wasn't no action except for the first 10 minutes. So you're always going to get that. It's yeah. just inevitable. That's the interesting you know. with these shows that these shows are giving me things that have always challenged the MCU to do. So for me personally, they're working. It's funny. We're going to see how the mainstream keeps responding to these sort of shows and hopefully they don't lead to a paradigm shift or a shift in the way they make them. But you're right. I've have seen it slow and not much happened. And I'm like, but what was in it was phenomenal. <laughs> like, yeah, you know I, mean? I think, I think people jump on at some point. I think like with they WandaVision, won. once, once the action picks up, then they go back and yeah. And they, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not worried about anything coming out of Marvel because yeah, I'm not either. Even if it starts a little lukewarm, the reception, it, it still winds up building it to that crescendo builds. and nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what the, uh, disappointing thing and also exciting thing is is we got five more of these to go that's yeah, awesome which if you thought wandavision was tight with nine episodes just think of what this thing's gonna be i know with, it's gonna with six so, yeah. uh i can't believe it but we're all in so all in mm-hmm. we, we're gonna be reviewing the remaining five episodes here which i cannot wait for because i think Absolutely. that we're in for a hell of a ride mm-hmm. with oh, this are. show but luke you uh, you, you blew my mind while we were off air here because we just reviewed another thing that came out this week on which was Zack Snyder's Justice League, and we've already reviewed it, so we gave our thoughts. But I'm curious, what what did you think of Zack Snyder's Justice League, Luke? Uh, well, I I did think it was astronomically better than the theatrical version. Okay, good. Um, good I, start. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, I um, I'm I'm not that into dc compared to to marvel but you know like i was telling nick i was like sometimes you see something and they put something out you just got to tip your cap i mean it's just something it was awesome you know it just captivated (laughs) me i was i was all in on it and i um i did not really like the theatrical version that much but i thought the the snyder cut was outstanding and i told mm. Nick too that like my favorite part of the snyder cut was the epilogue i told him my man my man and I, I was like i was like you know like it it was just a um like the scenes in the epilogue didn't miss um and i thought it was just um like all the scenes with like the the heroes and their interaction with their fathers. I thought yeah. it was just That's beautiful. Uh, an emotional, beautiful nod to, to his, to Dex Snyder's daughter, just, you know, yeah. saying like, Hey, like I, I came back, you know, I finished it. You're my motivation. I'm so proud of you. I love you. Like that's the, like what I, I took that from the epilogue too. Um, but it was, you know, I, I just, I thought it was a brilliant movie. I I really yeah. enjoyed it, and I'm actually like very excited for 
other things to come in and like the dc now so i um that's so so heartwarming to hear a guy like you said you're more of a marvel guy you never even really paid that much attention to dc so i think i'm going to officially announce here that because luke came out with that great review that everybody's wrong that doesn't like it it's, yeah. so all our fellow podcasters that don't agree i'm saying they're all wrong you're all wrong and i'm giving luke the basis they can just listen yep. to luke man luke. so you hear that everybody that doesn't like this movie is wrong your opinion does not count you're all we wrong. are posting it we are going to put this into the vigilante ledger yep we're going to sign it seal it right yeah. i mean no that's awesome dude i'm glad great. you enjoyed it because awesome. it's cool that um like I said, I mean, both these DC and Marvel are great, you know, and uh, unfortunately I get in my own way sometimes with the Marvel stuff, but for me to pretend like I love the Marvel stuff almost as much, I just lean a little bit more with Batman. That's really why I go the other way, just a little bit more, but this is great, man. We got some, it's a fun time for all of us here. And great, uh, great content. that's all I could say, you know, and uh you know, everybody's got opinions and stuff like that. It's cool, but um, it's cool to see somebody like you embrace it and like it. So that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Man, uh, all I want to say is I'm just so glad I have good health insurance because appointment television just yeah. keeps riding along. Keep, you know, I, I'm, I'm, the, the MCU doctor isn't tired of seeing me. So it demands that- attention. <laughs> Real quick, that's where you have to do the you, – you just take the excerpt of Luke – and then you know how you post that, like you want to do that to advertise the uh, it was a brilliant movie, yeah. <laughs> like, we just got, we just got it. you're like, here's our Falcon and Winter Soldier review, and it was a to, brilliant movie to prepare for it. I tip my yeah, cap to yeah, Zack Snyder. Right. Uh. <laughs> Everyone's be like, What? What? Yeah, I thought these guys were talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. What's going on? We here? did, but. But listen to the end, and there's greatness. I'm just, I'm just gonna clip out the part where Luke talks yeah. about the epilogue. They're gonna be like, "What is Zednik talking about here, man? You know, what did Zednik post here?" Oh, that's, awesome, that's great, man. man. Zednik always leaves you wanting more, so he, more, always, he posts, man. always, man. He posts what, 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 he, what he thinks is gonna vile up yeah. the fan base. It's so. inevitable. You're inevitable, sir. It all comes back to you. It all, it all comes back to me, baby. It all comes back to Jedi. There you go. But guys, this was. Such a great time. I can't wait to do this for five more weeks. This was yeah, incredible. Um, just what they're doing with these Disney Plus shows just continue to, like, blow my mind. So I'm so looking forward to talking about more Captain America, more Falcon, more Winter Soldier with you guys. But what I want to end real quick is, um, Luke, I want you to plug anything you want, good sir. Thank you so much again for joining us. And can't wait to do this five more five more times with you. Um, Let's see. I don't know. Uh... I don't have very much to plug. <laughs> uh, just wait, wait, wait. Where can people find you on Twitter? Plug, uh, plug my my uh, Twitter is uh, it's at Lukey underscore Woji, and that's L U K E Y underscore Woji. And um, uh, Instagram would be LMD dot pics. So great, awesome, Dude, man. It's a great account. You, you got some good picks on there, man. Yep. That's uh, really you. dope ones, man. You definitely all need to check that out. You definitely all need to check that out. All Thanks, right. I appreciate that. Caruso's. Y'all, and, y'all, y'all, and y'all then, busy. And so. then Caruso Jr. on Twitter. Nice. <laughs> you can follow me. Short and sweet. I'm like so Lupin. So I'm great. short and sweet. Man. <laughs> you can follow me uh, at Nico Caruso on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. 
Um, you can find all my film and TV reviews at www.letsgopodcast.com. I do a video game show with Emmett Davis called Let's Go Gamers. We have a, a crossover episode coming either this week or next week. I have a film and TV podcast with Zeddy over here. We had our first guest on last week. It was a really cool show. And just come say hi. Find me. Say what's up. I Luke, respond. They need their own podcast just to announce what they're podcasting. These <laughs> it's, they're on everything. I know. You I guys are a point to podcast. Thank you, bro. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. So, segment, seg, this segment is called Plugs. Now here's the seven-minute credit scene from right. Zeddy. <laughs> Go ahead, Zeddy. <laughs> If you listen to all my plugs, you'll still be you'll still be watching the young crowd. Yeah, right, man. For closing for so 20 minutes. Man. <laughs> man, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Papa's the underscore 95 and somebody's favorite letterbox at Zeddy Films. Uh, all my film and TV reviews that include Superman and Lois and Falcon and Winter Soldier can mm-hmm. be found at let's go podcast.com. Um, you can also go follow the hitch, which is the trailer show that I co-host with Emmett Davis on the Let's Go Podcast Network and his Nico said Let's Go Marquee is on there as well so if you're not sick of hearing my voice already i'm literally everywhere because i'm because i'm inevitable and that that's just the way it is so but before i head on out of here where you guys can find us is on twitter at vigilante1939 you can feel free to leave us a rating and a review over on apple Podcasts and itunes it really does help the show and you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast whether that's spotify soundcloud stitcher google play wherever we're everywhere so but Oh, and I always tend to forget this because they always they always start to take it down. So, but if you want to get some dope swag that Lucas uh, showing us on our screen right now, yes. you go head over to T Public and get, get yourself some uh, merchandise. Just search for Vigilante nineteen thirty nine. That's all I'm gonna say. So T Public doesn't take the uh, logo down. Thank you very much. So, yeah, but I can do this all day with you guys. Really, really, I could. But you know, yeah, I'm I'm still milking that one out. But I love you always got to leave them wanting more. So that's what the MCU's done so well. Always leave them wanting more. So for Luke Doffenbaugh, for Nico Crusoe, his father, Nicholas Crusoe Jr., my name's Nick Zane. Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell all your friends about me. I'm not going to say it. Okay. We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs>